0: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday. Big man, I was very pleased to hear you on the Fox Sports Radio airwaves this week. Filling in for Chris Broussard alongside Rob Parker. That was nice. He did a great job. All right, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, more good news. I am here with the lovely Christina in Sin City. Uh, We're trying to make some cold hard cash. So if you have any betting tips, feel free to lay them on me tonight. You know, I, I'm not going to.
2: No, I'm, I'm not going to. You know, perpetuate your demise with. You're with, not going to share the, your wisdom. No. 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 What's up with that? Go play. Uh, what you going call it? Uh, slots. The... Sl- <laughs> <laughs> Look, but I tell you what, you're gonna have the time of your life if you go play Wheel of Fortune. The dollar wheel of fortune slots. <laughs> you can sit there all day. I'm telling you. I'll give it a shot just to tell you, just to report back to you. Put a you. C note in there and, and have some fun. And
4: trust me when I tell you, you're going to like it. The dollar wheel of fortune slots. Yes. Okay. I will relay that information to the lovely Christina and we'll get down. We'll do a little bit of slot gambling if you will. I'm not a big fan of slots. Me you, either. You like slots? Me,
2: me either. But that one is fun. Yeah. Okay, You know why? Because if you hit the wheel, you get to spin, right? And then, you know, it goes from, I think, 2,000, 1,800, 600, 500, 200. Like, if you hit one of those, then it's, I mean, I'm telling you, brother, it's fun. You'll get caught up in it. Trust me. Yeah. I'm going to look for that. Seriously, I'm going to look for that. I think that sounds like fun. And and this is only advice for those of you who
4: <laughs> are old enough to be gambling, okay? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those minors out there, this does not pertain to you. <laughs> no. But I like this. You know what? Because you've been hammering me for years now about my... Uh, you know, I I dip my big toe into the gambling you sports dip waters your from time to time. Okay, a couple of toes. What? What did waters. the
2: when you said that? What did the face <laughs> of the lovely
4: Christina look like? Well, she's back at the hotel room. She's catching oh, up on sleep right okay. now.
2: All right, y'all party. Y'all been partying.
4: Yeah. Well, not we just got here today. Okay. That was the thing. So it was a short night. So she's catching up on a little bit of rest. But she samples the show. She still supports the show. So if she's listening right now, she probably just closed her eyes and shook her head back and forth like yeah yeah just big toe huh yeah exactly how about this story big man you got De'Aaron Fox withdrawing from Team USA he withdraws just hours before they're supposed to hop a flight to Australia for exhibition games leading to the FIBA World Cup in China just hours before you're supposed to hop on a jet what's up with that so, I think this I, is way worse than saying, no thanks, I'm not going to join the team in the first place. I have
2: a, I have a theory on this, uh, uh, about why so many of the stars are dropping out or just don't want to play. And my theory is, there's far too much money in the NBA now. It's, it used to be, you get the best of the best, it was a pride thing, USA, we go over, we wallop everybody. But the thing that came from that was extra revenue streams. Right, You're on the USA basketball team. That means shoe companies are shelling out more. That means you pick up all types of sponsorship. It's a global thing. You get to be seen all over the world. So many other revenue streams. Now, an NBA co- is too much money in these contracts. So if you're making $30, $40 million a year, you're like, ah you know, I'd rather rather spend the summer spending my money, right? I'd rather spend time spending my money (laughs) instead of laboring, playing basketball. It's it's no longer because we've been so dominant the last few years. It's just like, it's not even, it's just like, whatever,
4: you know, we'll send the B guys over there. Yeah, well, that's the thing, man. The only thing that's going to make headlines is if Team USA doesn't win. If they win, it's a story for a day, and it's a passing story for a day. We've just had so much success. That's the way it is. There are various reasons why a lot of the superstars elected not to go over there in the first place. I think a lot of it is load management. Look at Kawhi Leonard playing 60 games last season, how big of a deal that was For him to do what he did in the playoffs he was amazing and he attributed a lot of his success to the lower workload if you will playing only 60 games and also is something that CJ McCullum from the Blazers mentioned the landscape of the NBA there are a lot of players that look at this landscape and say we got a chance to win a title right Why am I going to go put all these extra miles on my legs when the only thing that's really going to happen is I'm going to get called out if we don't win it all. If we win it all, it's like, all right, shrug the shoulders. Good job. But you have a chance to win a championship and that's what's really going to grow your brand and your legacy.
2: Yeah. It's just not the same energy surrounding it anymore. And I, I truly, I honestly don't know what team USA, um, It's going to do about it. You know, you mess around and send it back to college players. What's going to happen is we're going to send an inadequate group to represent the country and they're going to get demolished. Because once again, the problem we had before, remember, I think maybe was it four Olympics ago, we sent what I would call our B squad over there when no one could make a mid-range jump shot. (laughs) remember Uh that and just got walloped yeah you can't just put a bunch of guys together and because they're good individual players go and challenge the world's best because those guys have been playing on the national team for since they were 14 15 years old and they've all been playing together and those are grown men over there just because they don't play in the nba they play a system game it's feeble rules it's not nba rules so you know, it, it's just a whole different world. A lot of these young cats on this team, on Team USA, don't have that type of of
4: pedigree when it comes to playing international basketball. Yeah, I can understand the stars saying no in the first place. I don't have to love it, but I certainly understand it for all the reasons that we detailed. What I don't understand is De'Aaron Fox, hours before the yeah, that's, plane's that's supposed bad. to go in the air, and you say, yeah, I'm out. What is that? What is that? All these reasons that we detailed, you would have said that initially if you're De'Aaron Fox, you wouldn't have gone through all these exhibition practices, these games, like all this. Why would you do all of that? He played six minutes in the last game. I don't know if it's sour grapes or whatever it is, but that's just not cool, man. you could gonna pull out of the at, at, with three hours before the flight's in the air. I think the new Bentley truck came out.
2: So, you know, you on your way to the airport and you looking at your feed and it's like,
4: oh, the Bentley truck out. Man. Hmm. How about this? There are 13 players on the team means only one guy is going to get cut. But but you know what? He's not going to get
2: cut because they're going to take him as an alternate.
4: I hope so. Because I don't want that one guy to get cut. And he's the only one basically at the end, the last stage, right? they'll They'll take 13. Yeah. I hope they make an exception. I'm Brian Noezy from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We gotta talk some quarterbacks here. We're getting closer to the regular season starting. So we're seeing more and more, you know, of the bigger names playing in preseason action. Kyler Murray, big name. Didn't play that well against the Raiders. That was a rough performance, but I'd take some good out of it, Ephraim. I don't know if it's just being here in the sunshine and feeling the warmth. I'm feeling very positive tonight, you know? Feeling very positive. I would take something out of that otherwise atrocious performance by the Cardinals and Kyler Murray. It's something that he mentioned after the game. Just looking at the big picture, listen to this real quickly. Looking at the big picture, this doesn't, you know, this isn't, it's not a big deal. Um, Obviously, you want to go out and look good. They did some things we obviously weren't game planning for, but, you know, we'll go back and I think, you know, treat this one like a game week or whatever. So try to be better next week. I think that Kyler Murray's general demeanor, his vibe, I think it's important for the Arizona Cardinals because they're going to have a lot of struggles this year. That offensive line, you know, this big man. 13 years in the NFL, that offensive line is rough. Yeah. That's not and a... if, if Kyler Murray's one of these high strung, like, come on guys, we got to get our act together. I don't think that helps Kyler Murray. He's a competitor, but he's got this California cool. Like it's going to be okay. You know, don't get all upset about anything right now. I think that's going to serve Arizona really well during his rookie year. When there's going to be a lot of chaos. It's going
2: to be a lot. And because teams are going to throw everything at him. And and I, I said it earlier, it's no way John Gruden on national TV, Hard Knocks, ESPN game, everybody's watching, was going to let Kyler Murray, a baseball player, <laughs> beat him. And so they sent some – look, they got after him. Yeah. They made it tough for him because we're going to live with this game next week on Tuesday when Hard Knocks comes out. And you best believe the sentiment in that locker room was do not get embarrassed on TV. Yeah. Yeah. And they came out, and they made it difficult. Usually in the second preseason game, you don't see that level of attack and, and blitz package mm-hmm. in the preseason. But he he wanted to see something, and he got a chance to see it. I think it's good for Kyler Murray because now you got two sets of film to watch. Yeah. And you can learn from your mistakes and progress. That's something
4: we were saying last week. He yeah. got one series against the Chargers. We're like, what are you doing? It's just not enough. We don't want to reveal our offense. Really? So do you think the Lions, Matt Patricia's going to be like, "Uh, yeah, we got nothing on film in the preseason, so let's just wing it. They're going to go back to college. They're going to look at Cliff Kingsbury's offense. They're going to look at Kyler Murray at Oklahoma. They're going to figure out things to look for and key on, regardless of what's revealed in the preseason or not. So get Kyler Murray more snaps. Get him some snaps. God, I get him some snaps. Get him some more snaps. Great news. There's a quick and easy way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. It only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to GEICO.com and see how much you could save. All right, coming up next from the GEICO studios, there recently are two really bad things on a certain team's resume. I'm Brian Nohizi e from Salaam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian. Though he's E from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Very happy to report more good news. E from our guy Don Brown, technical producer. He went to El Pollo Loco again. <laughs> he got him. Looked yeah. him. Got. He went and got another burrito, and he was like, "Was it you?" And I was like, yeah, it was me. I've had one burrito in my life. And he was like, yeah, that was one of the weirdest things I heard that day. <laughs> so when I mentioned this, of I don't know, within the last month or so, I've had one burrito, count them, one in my lifetime. Really? Yeah, that's it. That's it. I've been team taco the whole time. I don't have anything against burritos. Well, I'm not – okay, let me back up for a second. I eat like a 12-year-old. I don't like a ton of foods mixed together at once, you know? So that's, uh, you know, that goes against the philosophy of a burrito. But I'm more so team taco than anything. More so than the foods being mixed together. That's how I get down, big man.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's weird, but.
4: Yeah, I know it is. I admit it. How many burritos do you think you've had in your lifetime? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I spent
2: five years in San Diego. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Los Ponchos, 3 a.m. in the morning? Mm. Ugh. <sighs> What's Alberto's? Your burrito? Alberto's carne asada burritos with the beans and the rice and the
4: cheese. Uh huh. Done. You had me at hello. What were the weird ingredients that Lee Robert DeLap IV got on your sub the other week? Uh, raw pickles, sauerkraut. Sauerkraut. Yeah.
2: Not my. Not my cup of tea. No. I'm enjoying that delicious sandwich. Here, listen. Hmm. That's good. <laughs> I'm
4: enjoying that sandwich right now. Oh, is that? Did you stop by Whole Foods before you got here? I stopped by. Did anybody break a window freeing a dog this week? <laughs>
2: no, no, that it was didn't crazy. <laughs> I wish I would have been able to see
4: the person when they came out of the store. Oh man, you know, I want on another level, I want for some reason Lee to be pressed for time, and you're able to go grab him some food. And whenever you grab him, you put sauerkraut as one of the ingredients on it. I would love that. If it's a cheeseburger, if it's a sub, anything, sauerkraut, just to return the favor. And I would appreciate it. No, you you wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) No, you would not. It's false. That is. That is an outright lie right there. Okay, so there is a team... That's got a couple of really bad things on its recent resume. I think that team's the Indianapolis Colts. Oof. You see what's going on here with the Colts? This has been an amazing story with Andrew Luck, where you have the team owner Jim Irsay, come out and it's like, yeah, it's not only just a a calf injury. It looks like it's a little bit of a a bone bruise, and then the the GM Chris Ballard comes out and is like, no, it's more like a, a high ankle ish issue. We were kind of targeting the wrong area. What? This is Andrew Luck. This is one of the best quarterbacks in the game, and he wasn't getting better having this injury since April, because it's essentially they're targeting the wrong area. What is going on over there?
2: It's um, the training staff is is I, I mean it's unacceptable. Yeah. Because us as players, we put our bodies through so much, so much trauma. It's a sense of trust between us, right? So I'll believe you. If I go in and I say I have this, I feel this, and you diagnose me, Sure. as a player, I'm trained to believe you. Right. Since Pop Warner, right? And it's so psychologically. Yeah. It, it, it affects you because now you're like, well, they don't know what they're doing, and they're supposed to be the best of the best. Case in point, what happened in Golden State, right? Mm -hmm. It's been three turnovers of their medical staff since the new regime came in. That's unheard of, right? Normally, a staff is with a team, a medical staff is with a team for decades upon decades. And you look at what's going on in Indianapolis and you're, you're scratching your head like, well, somebody don't know what they're doing.
4: Yeah, something's and, really wrong. And they there. don't
2: want to admit it.
4: Yeah, And that's the problem. And you alluded to it too. Think about it being Andrew Luck specifically. Well, that guy missed the entire 2017 season due to a shoulder injury. He missed 26 games in a three-year period. 26 games. And for now, for him to have this what was believed to be a calf issue, now it's potentially a, a bone bruise. Now it's kind of a high, a high ankle injury. It's like, what? If you're Andrew Luck, you have to be thinking, what is happening right now, man?
2: What you're thinking is they don't know what they're doing. Right. I'm going to get my own staff. Oh, it sounds similar to maybe one Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs training staff. Well. Right? It's all, And I'm not saying... All I'm saying is when that trust is right. gone, right. Yeah. it affects the way the player views
4: the organization. Period. Right. It's yeah. You can't even argue it. That's right. That that's Yeah, that's the area I would agree with is your sense of comfort it's or gone. trust. It is gone. And, and that, that that's a bad deal.
2: And what you need as a player recovering from an injury, you need that sense of confidence. You need to know and feel that the people who are rehabbing you and trying to get you back as faster and stronger know exactly what they're doing. And if there's any slip misdiagnosis overtrain, over rehab, it happened to me B I'm telling you my first surgery. It was after my second year in the league. I had a surgery in January. Uh, I had a meniscus tear, so they repaired it. So I was like, okay, Rehab, rehab, rehab. I felt like I was doing too much. I'm like, I'm doing, I'm an offensive lineman. I'm doing one-legged bounds up a hill. Mm. And I was like, man, this just doesn't feel right. No, got to get you strong, got to get you quick. Boom, boom, boom. July comes, guess what happens? Need another surgery. Yeah. Missed training camp because I need another surgery. Mm. I was like, but guess what I did? When I hurt my knee... I called my agent. I said, what's the best doctor you know? Sent me to Dr. Richard Lehman out in St. Louis. I left the facility. I left Atlanta. Flew to St. Louis. Had Dr. Lehman look at my knee and do the surgery there. Had nothing to do with the team. All they did was pay for it. And that was my right as a player. So moving forward... I really didn't want to hear what
4: they had to tell me Sure, about my injury or about any injury. Yeah, and and think about it. Just whatever your occupation is, let's say what we're doing tonight. If you don't have trust in the people around you, that's a tough deal because think about Belichick. He's always preaching, do your job. If I didn't trust Don Brown to do his job, Steve DeSager, Lee Robert the fourth you – I might be trying to do more than I need to do, you know what I mean? And that becomes a whole issue. If you look at it from an injury perspective, like let's say my health is on the line. <laughs> right. On top of that, that is, it's just a brutal thing. And the other part of this with the Colts, they have some guarded optimism. They have guarded optimism that Andrew Luck will be healthy enough to play week one against the Chargers. And I don't get this at all either. Frank Reich has said, yeah, my preference, I want to name the starting quarterback after the third preseason game. I understand that's your preference, but this is Andrew Luck. Why would you rush in to name your starter after the third preseason game when you might need those couple of weeks for Andrew Luck to be prepared and to be healthy for week one? Why would you say, nah, we're just going to go with Jacoby Brissett because we can't name the starter two weeks out from the beginning of the season, why would it just take that extra time and play it by ear to see if Andrew Luck can go? That's your better option. They obviously, it's
2: discourse going on. They don't know what to do. That organization, which was once buttoned up and and ran the white right way is now it's all over the place. And it starts with the owner, right? When your owner is getting arrested, getting suspended, getting fined, it just trickles down. So then you have a press conference last week. The owner, the GM, and the head coach all had something different to say about the same player, same injury. Yeah, they had no idea. Like no one discussed talking points, no one discussed buzzwords, no one discussed a game plan uh-huh. moving forward. So they're just out there and just winging it. Oh uh, yeah, the shin. Uh, is the the abdomen connected to the knee maybe right. the toe bone like i was listening like okay well this is this is this it's is bad. this is terrible what, what and it's not only hurting andrew luck because now he's injury prone he's in that category absolutely
4: right? there's no way he can Oh, tremendous
2: be. talent. Oh, he's yeah, he was an he was a the MVP candidate last year. When he's on, he's on. He's he's one of the best. But we
4: can't get him on. Yeah, I know. It stinks, man. It really does. And that's the other part of it. <laughs> when you have a different message, when it isn't a unified message, this is Andrew Luck. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Franchise guy. If you happen to be Devin Funchess or any of the Colts, whoever it happens to be, you've got to be looking at the powers that be like, how how are they off? How do they have three different messages on Andrew Luck? If they aren't unified with that guy, are they on the same page about it, me or you're anybody right. else?
2: You're right. If they can't get it right with him, then I ain't got a chance in hell. Yeah. Ain't no yeah. telling what they're going to tell me. Oh, so, man. But what, guess what that does? That sends a ripple through the locker room. Yeah. Now guys aren't reporting injuries. Right? Now guys aren't reporting injuries because they don't trust the foundation. Yeah. They don't trust the people who are supposed to be there to help them. So now you're going to run yourself into a situation where you're leading the league in IR again.
4: Mm. That's bad, man. Which they've done before. Yeah. Yeah, and the crazy part is they've upgraded that offensive line so much. Used to have Andrew Luck taking a beating back there. You know he's having to like carry around his organs, like put put it in the like the ball bag for all the footballs. That was like Andrew (laughs) Luck's organs. Like all right, let me throw these things in here. He was taking that much of a pounding. They've got a great offensive line now, and they can't get this high ankle slash calf injury ironed out. Crazy, just crazy. But someone who isn't crazy. Someone who is actually the opposite of crazy. He is even-keeled. He is sound mind and thinking. He is one Steve Theodore DeSager. Same middle name as Bill Theodore Walton.
6: How about that? (laughs) Bill Walton, who was on the White Sox broadcast last night. Great idea, by the way. Awesome idea. It is. Absolutely it is. At one point he said, you know, this Mike Trout, why doesn't he just bat all the time?
0: <laughs> well, That's there you great. go. Five
6: it. NFL exhibitions tonight at Indianapolis. Andrew Luck warmed up but did not play again. Cleveland beat the Colts 21-18. to Currently under two minutes to go in the first half at Tennessee. Titans 17-8 leaders over New England. Patriots quarterback tonight is Brian Hoyer. He's thrown one interception, 6 of 8, 55 yards. For the Titans, they've got a touchdown pass each from both Marcus Mariota and Ryan Tannehill. And finally, the Steelers' home game is underway against Kansas City. They had a weather delay at the start. Fox TV will have a game tomorrow night. Seahawks at Vikings. The Eagles signed veteran quarterback Josh McCown who had been retired. L.A. Chargers All-Pro safety Derwin James will have foot surgery. He'll miss at least three months and of course L.A. running back Melvin Gordon is still holding out. The L.A. Rams are in Hawaii tonight to face Dallas 10 p.m. Eastern time. That's the late game. Tampa Bay gave general manager Jason Light a five-year extension. New coach Bruce Arians is also signed through 2023. You need to make good choices, and with True Car, you've got a star on your roster, so when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True cash offer not available in all areas. Justin Thomas shot a third round 61, the lead by six strokes in Illinois. French Open champ Ashley Barty lost her tennis semifinal in Ohio. She would have regained the number one ranking with a win. NASCAR is underway at Bristol tonight. In baseball, the Yankees beat Cleveland 6-5. Eraldis Chapman, another save, is 35th. The Cubs and John Lester got a a 2-0 win at Pittsburgh, and currently the Reds lead the Cardinals 5-1 in the top of the 6th. What? Tigers scoreless in the bottom of the ninth at Tampa Bay, and there's a game on FS1, bottom of the 4th in D.C. Brewers up 5-2 over the Nationals. Oakland beat Houston on FS1 today, 8-4, and Seattle got a 4-3 win at Toronto. The late game's at the top of the hour, just one late game as the Angels host the White Sox again. Back to the show in 10 seconds, but first
0: a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to Farmers.
6: We
1: are Farmers. Bum, 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 Underwritten by Farmers, truck, fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
6: In Atlanta, top of the fourth inning, Braves leading the Dodgers in Hyunjin Ryu 2-1. to one. And you guys mentioned about USA Basketball and De'Aaron Fox stepping away from the roster for the summer. And last night, Team USA beat Spain in that exhibition in Anaheim. The U.S. starts World Cup play in China September the 1st, so that's early morning games, our time. The final is September 15th in Beijing, and only about a month, maybe five weeks later, the NBA regular season will be starting. Greg Popovich, the USA head coach now, by the way, among the assistants, Steve Kerr. Back to you.
4: There you go. Thank you, Steve DeSager. I'm Brian No, He's e from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. How about old Josh McCown coming out of retirement for the Eagles? You know, you talk about a mash unit for quarterbacks. The Eagles backup guys are just going down one after another. It's amazing, Ephraim. I'll see a big hit or a quarterback getting hurt. And I'm like, do the people that say you can't touch the quarterback, I mean you breathe on the quarterback, it's a flag, do they just have amnesia when it comes to big hits that are not flagged and cause injuries to quarterbacks? It's crazy what happens there.
2: Yeah, it is. And you know, quarterbacks are the most vulnerable because that blind side and if <laughs> I'm telling you if you out there with a backup tackle, oh. brother, I'm uh, look here, man. Those bullets are real. Yes. All right. Those bullets are real. All through training camp. Don't touch them. Get away from the tr- quarterback. So it's a false for young, especially young quarterbacks, it's a false sense of security. And then you get to the preseason game and it's just like,
4: oh, I didn't see him. Well, he saw you. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. You just you hear that all the time. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't touch the quarterbacks. Two hand t- touch. You can't breathe on them. It's a flag. No, no, no. Actually, you, you can hit the holy hell out of them and not even draw a penalty many times, and might cause an injury. It's crazy how that works. Hey, who do you think has a more likely chance to resume his broadcasting career? Is it Josh McCown or Jason Witten? Who are you going with? Jason Witten. J, you going with Witten, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Because they'll, they'll again, they'll pay him the the maximum, right? Like he came out of football into a crazy job. Yeah, he's probably making more than he made his last couple years in football. And it, it, it's it'll somebody else to do the same thing. It's Dallas Cowp somebody else to do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't
4: that bad on Monday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if Jason Witten is on the fourth or fifth broadcast team and is doing a random game at a 1 p.m. Eastern kick that's, on a Sunday. Like He's not nearly as vilified. No. You put him
2: – that was just terrible. <laughs> I mean, but that's producers and execs going for the bang, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, and I remember when Emmett and – and, and Jerry Rice and all those guys retired, it's just not for everybody.
4: That's right, yeah.
2: And that's not knocking those guys or anything. It takes a while to be able to develop those chops. Some guys can just come right in and do it. Yeah. But just because you know football, that doesn't mean
4: you can talk football. Right. And that just it shows you how special Tony Romo is to step oh, right yeah, he, in And he crushed it. He was amazing. Done a fantastic job. I remember just one other thought on this. Tony Kornheiser, who I love on PTI, does a tremendous job. When he was in with gosh, was it Dennis Miller at the time? I don't remember who the broadcast team was. But when Kornheiser was there, Kornheiser's the opinion guy. He just delivers opinions all day long. He got in the Monday night booth and he was like, "You know, if I'm writing my column for tomorrow, I don't know what my headline is right now. What do you guys think?" Like, he had no opinions. I'm like, "What's happening over here? You're supposed to just throw out opinions, throw out hot takes, give me something." And he never gave us anything. That Dennis
2: Miller experiment. Yeah, that was. was (laughs) He was just. He was literally up there just giving, just shouting out (laughs) one-liners. You know, if you turn the football sideways, it's an egg. (laughs) Ah, 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 And it's third down. I was like,
4: wait, what? By the way, a quick nugget here. It's a random note. I saw that Yankees manager Aaron Boone, he's open to the mercy rule in Major League Baseball. And the first person I thought of was Huey from Salam. I thought of you at a baseball game. If the mercy rule existed... I think you'd be fine with it. I think you'd be like, yeah, that's fine. You know, 10 nothing in the fifth. Let's call it a day. Let's, let's get t- out of here. Turn it off. Yeah. Do you think that's a good move for MLB if they implement the mercy rule? Think about all the paying customers and they just say, all right, whatever the cutoff is, it's not going to be, you know, you got a two-run lead at the end of the second inning. Let's call the dogs off, you know, mercy rule. It'll be something pretty high that rarely comes in. But do you think that's a good move for MLB going forward? No, I don't think it's a good
2: rule because what you do is you take away the other professionals' opportunity to do something amazing. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you said in football, if it's 35 nothing at halftime, then we got to call the game off. Right. But I've been in a game where we scored 28 points in the fourth quarter. yeah. Think
4: so, about the Bills coming back on the Oilers, and you've seen a lot of crazy yeah, things. Yeah, you like can't
2: that. you can't do that. And once and, and in baseball, all it takes is one. Yeah, right. All it takes is one, and then all of a sudden those bats swinging, guys the confidence, the rally monkeys out. Everybody got
4: the hats backwards and upside down. Yeah, inside out. Yeah. I like it. Look at you. You're embracing the comeback story in baseball. I love it over here. Yeah, because well, we you you need it. Everybody wants that. Everybody wants to see something. Yeah. And Aaron Boone said that part of his thinking is it would help save pitchers, right? It Would help save them some wear and tear and all that. Here's the deal. That's true, but the charm of it. Sometimes you get these weird quirks where a positional player will pitch an inning. You know, you get like the shortstop pitching an inning and it's just wacky. I like stuff like that. Like, here's the deal. You don't have to watch a game that's out of control. You can turn the channel. You can leave the stadium. You don't have to tell people to go away. I don't think that's in MLB's best interest. No, and if you're concerned about the pitchers, then just use your bullpen. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah, you got enough guys. <laughs> it's going to be okay. You should to... it. Yeah. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, two NFL teams have had really bad off-seasons. But just how bad? I'm Brian No, He's e from Salaam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian Noe. He's e from Salaam. here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. I picture you banging your head in the L.A. studios over there. Sherman Oaks, to be specific, from I feel you bobbing to this one. I'm bobbing. Right? Yeah, I feel I'm that. bobbing. I'm over here in Las Vegas with the lovely Christina, raising a little cane, if you will, trying to earn some cold hard cash a little bit later tonight. I have on the agenda Wheel of Fortune slot. Yeah. Based on the advice of the big man. I'm going to go around the room. I wonder if Steve Desager has any gambling advice for me, you know, Don Brown, Lee Robert Delapto. Stay away
6: from the preseason.
4: Stay away from Oh, you don't don't do that. You mean the free
6: season? <laughs> That's what Arnie the See? next show constantly See, calls I love it. it.
4: I love the free season. How about this? Fifteen straight preseason wins for the Ravens. How and about the we Falcons just go all
6: in. Falcons have lost for almost three straight years in the preseason.
4: Yeah. What do you think about that, big man? No. Go all in on the dress rehearsal. First half Ravens. Huh? What do you think? No? No. No.
6: No, Stay away. There was at Caesars, and granted this was earlier in the baseball season, June, there was a yes or no bet. Will the winner of the World Series this year be the Yankees, Dodgers, or Houston? Yes or no? They were three of the favorites then. They are the three favorites now. Oh, I would absolutely
4: take that bet at this point. Mm -hmm. That's a good bet. I mean, you got... Prop bets galore. Some of them are really interesting. Even if you aren't betting on them, it's, some of them are are made in such a way where you're like, that is a, that's a tough call. I have no idea what it's going to turn out to be. But I love those bets that get you invested, You know, even if you aren't putting some coin down on them. All right, so I got a question for you, Ephraim. If we look at a couple of teams here, the Cowboys and the Chargers, they've had bad off-seasons you got the holdouts with both. You've got Ezekiel Elliott. He's reportedly back in the States now. He was over there in Cabo working out. He's trim. He's lean. He's fit. But he's back in the States, still doesn't have his contract extension. Of course, you got all the stuff going on with Dak Prescott. We'll get knee-deep into that. Reportedly wanting upwards of $40 million per season. And then you look at the Chargers, the Melvin Gordon holdout, and now Derwin James. Their stud safety, great in coverage, great in run support. He's down with a a foot injury, and he's gone for three months. That's a huge loss for them. So, if we go team by team, let's start with the Chargers first. We know this has been a bad offseason. How bad has this offseason been for them in terms of them trying to make real noise come the regular season and playoff? You know
2: what the thing with the Chargers are though. No matter what happens, off season, during the season, for some reason, they always find a way to almost get you there, right? Mm-hmm. Think about all of the kicking disasters that have, have oh, plagued gosh. the Chargers. But then you look up in December, and they're like, they're still in the hunt, right? You think about all the times the specialists, the receivers have been hurt. Running backs have been hurt. But then you look up. December they're still in the hunt, even when they started with 0 and 4. Yeah, and our guy Nick just <laughs>
4: <laughs> Nick Wright. Nick dude. Wright. Yeah. was just like, I hope they lose every game. Yeah, technical producer Nick Wright. Now yeah, first things first, Nick Wright. I, yeah. I want them to lose every. And
2: I was like, Yo, man, they could run the table, in which they almost did. Yeah, right. So no, when, I want when, them to lose every game. <laughs> when I when I think of the Chargers, I just think that you could never count them out for some reason you want to talk about resilience they have been hit with so much it's they're used they're used to it yeah they really are and they just keep going man
4: philip rivers is there and they just keep going i just hate the loss of derwin james yeah i that hate hurts. that that hurts big time and especially with the injury concerns of joey bosa if you lose yeah, a couple of games with Joey, that's yeah, that's a rough, rough loss for them. I think they've had the much worse offseason compared to the Cowboys. But how about this? I think this is an interesting question. How bad has the offseason been for the Cowboys? You get all this noise about, hey, when are they going to extend Dak? When are they going to extend Ezekiel Elliott? How long is the standoff going to last? This could turn, and they could both get their money, and everything's great. They have this easy opening three weeks of the regular season or it's just one of these deals where it just it sets the stage you start off with drama and you just don't quite write the ship which do you think it's going to be I
2: think I think this is great for the Dallas Cowboys and I think Jerry Jones loves it because no matter what you're saying about the Dallas Cowboys as long as you're mentioning the Dallas Cowboys (laughs) it's a win for him Uh uh-huh so, holdouts, Dak wants this. Ezekiel wants that. What about Amari? He loves it. Uh huh. Just talk about us. Let, I, he wants his team to dominate
4: the news cycle no matter what. Yeah. This is a win. It's interesting. You're right. You're absolutely right. The funny thing is, you know, this, we saw the Steelers, how drama it can get in your way. And it caused them to lose a lot more games last season than they ever should have. And so that's a real thing. I wonder if Jerry, if there's the most drama going on in the locker room, it's just dysfunction left and right, but they're getting talked about. I wonder if he chalks up losses to drama or if he just doesn't look at it that way. You know I, don't think, I, mean? I don't think he looks at it that way. He might not. Yeah, he very well might not. Might be, yeah, I mean, we just didn't play well. We were talked about. So it was more about not playing well. Yeah, I think it's been... It's been a horrible offseason for the Chargers. It's been a rocky offseason for the Cowboys. But it can, boom, snap of a fingers just look great. So we'll see how it unfolds going forward. Coming up next from the Geico Studios. Most people can find it, find it easier to see NFL teams improving. Oh, uh, what's going on? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday evening. Brian Noni from Salaam coming at you. I got a theory, big man. I got an NFL theory here. I want to see if you sign off on this, if you co-sign or if you go thumbs down. Maybe double thumbs down, you know? <laughs> My theory is this. This is the season for NFL optimism, meaning I think a lot of people can see teams that struggled last year taking a significant step forward this year. You can see it a lot easier. Oh, the Browns, I got a lot of talent. Oh, they could be a double-digit win team. Wouldn't be surprising. The Packers, right? How about the Niners with Jimmy G? Or the Jets? You get Sam Darnold, Adam Gase. They could make a big-time push. They were only 4-12 and last year. I think it's easier for most people to see NFL teams improving than it is to see NFL teams regressing. I think it becomes tougher when you look at the playoff teams from last year, the double-digit win teams. To see which of those squads fall off, I think it's a lot harder for people to look at it that way. You agree with that? I do agree with that. And
2: optimism is the key, right? No one wants to be like, "Oh, well, they're gonna suck next year," because we don't know, <laughs> right? You don't, you don't know because they put it together the year prior they got there. Now, but what you can build on is okay. Everybody likes the Browns because we saw a spark from the Browns. And they didn't get worse this off season. They actually no. got better. Absolutely. And your young gun at quarterback should have a better sophomore season. He has more weapons, more comfortable in, in the offense. He's not a rookie anymore. After well, after his third game, he's not a rookie anymore. But well, you want to see that growth. The most important thing for a player. In his second year is growth. Let's see where you go now with the success that you've had. Or if you haven't had success, can you correct those things that you did wrong, learn from them, and eradicate them from your
4: arsenal? Yeah. Yeah, if you go back to, okay, there are three teams in particular that regressed big time. They had good records two years ago. They regressed last year. Look at the Vikings. Vikings went from a 13-3 team two years ago to 8-7-1 and last year. Missed the playoffs. Same thing with the Steelers. 13-3 two years ago. 9-6-1 non-playoff team last year. It's tough to see that coming. The other of those three teams, the Jaguars. The Jags had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter in Foxborough of the AFC Championship game. And then last year, they followed it up by going 5-11. and 11. It's hard to see those falls from grace, if you will. So if you look now, who are the prime candidates? If you look at the playoff teams, the double-digit win teams from last season, who are the most likely candidates to fall off? It's mm. not the Patriots. They're not going to fall no. off. Chargers, Chiefs, I would say no and no in terms of falling off. What do you say about that? No. Okay, we go further. Ravens? Lost a lot of talent defensively. They did, and I would put a question mark by them
2: because their formula last year, second half on, where they were basically a running team. No, the, the problem with that is that's not going. It's not going to be that easy anymore.
4: It won't. It won't.
2: You put a lot of stuff on film, and teams are going to make the quarterback beat them. Yeah. In Throwing it. the pocket. Yeah. They'll be but yeah. sp- now they'll have the the spy on him so whenever he takes off it'll be a, a, a guy who just has him. They're going to do a, a bunch of things. They're going to blitz him. They're going to make him dis- make decisions because what you want to do in a predominantly running offense is you want to get them in second and third and long. Yeah. Right. So you got to win first down. Tackle yep. for loss, sack, things like that. So that's the type of pressure on early downs that Baltimore is going to see with Lamar Jackson there. And and has he is he comfortable enough to throw the ball 30
4: times a game? Right. We know he can run it 30 times a game. Right. But can he throw it 30 <laughs> times a game? Sure. You got to make him beat you with his arm. How about this crazy stat for Lamar Jackson? He averaged 17 carries per game in the regular season. His seven starts, 17 carries per game. If you bear that out over the course of a season, that's 272 carries. Oof. And last year, it would have only trailed Ezekiel Elliott. He would have had the second most carries in the NFL, your quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and you, he, he won't be able to survive that. No way. No way. So if we continue this, teams potentially having a fall from grace. Playoff teams last year, Texans with 11 wins, Colts with 10 wins. Either candidate to fall off. Colt, what do you think? The Colts. Andrew Luck, question marks, sure. Even though Jacoby Brissett looked all right today. That's the but biggest boomer
2: bust team in the NFL yeah, is the Colts. Yeah, because, I mean, the the drop-off. Now, I don't want to take anything away from Jacoby Brissett,
4: but the team was built for Andrew Luck. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if we go to the NFC quickly, looking for drop-offs here. It's harder to find the drop-offs than the potential um, growth of teams, right? Uh, performing better from one year to the next. Cowboys, Eagles, start there. You see drop-offs? I mean, the Eagles were 9-7. and How are they going to drop off with all the talent <laughs> see, they have? It, it, it all depends on if Carson Wentz is ready to go. Yeah. If he
2: can be that guy from two years ago, then
4: we got action. Yeah. He right. hasn't been though. Yeah. If he's upright, I don't see there being any chance as talented as the Eagles are. They drop off from nine and seven. They're like 15 and one. Hey, maybe they're nine and seven with an upright Carson Wentz. I say no chance. No, how if you look more in the division or in the conference saints falling off, can you see them falling off? No, man, I can't either. Bears no, no. falling off. I can no, see him falling out no. of the
2: playoffs. The Bears, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to be better. I think him and Matt Nagy have a real great chemistry, uh huh. And that offense is built for Mitchell, and his growth and 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 his ability to be comfortable within that is going to accentuate all of those weapons that they have. I mean, I, they got yeah. a they got a bunch of weapons offensively. You got look, running backs that can play any position. They do, and, and David Montgomery could be a a nice find, right? And then you have a a Khalil Mack led defense, who just thrives off
4: him and his work ethic and and his his approach to the game. I look at the Bears and I say it's similar to the Jaguars to me. Going back two years ago, dominant defense, offense leave some to be desired, you know. I don't think that the Bears produced 36 takeaways this season like I, they did last but season. But what if they
2: did 30, right? They don't have to they do 36. They don't significantly fall off. Yeah, I mean, hey. But if they did 30 or 28. Uh, yeah, that's that's a big difference. 28's I, a big difference. I know. But the fact that, number one, Mitchell Trubisky is not blank Bortles. No. Right? So, yeah. and their, <laughs> off, <laughs> their offense <laughs> – would would is not set up like Jacksonville's offense was.
4: Yeah, well, uh, you're right about that. It, I just think that when your defense holds seven times opponents under 17 points. Like, let's just say that there's a little bit of slippage. Let's not they a little bit of slippage. That actually it's the difference points. between 12 and 4 and then going 9 and 7 this year.
2: Yeah, giving up 20 points a game is still leads the league. It still leads the league.
4: But if we take 23 those seven game. games under 17 points, we make it four games, right? Right. Well, all of a sudden, uh, you lose two of those three, right? Or it just snowballs. I, I, I get it. I, I see. Because,
2: I mean, you're playing a numbers game. Like, we take this away and we got to yeah. put it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I understand that. But I just really think, like, there was no huge turnover there, right? Yeah. right? And and that's the thing. So when you have a core group that had CESs. And are hungry for yeah. more? Well, look at Jacksonville.
4: They didn't have a ton of turnover. Yeah, but they didn't have a quarterback. But, I mean, Mr. Trubisky that, isn't one of the – he's no, not even in the top half of the NFL. He's
2: not. But what he is is he's young. He has potential. Yeah. Blake Bortles' potential was over <laughs> five years ago. <laughs> it's your boy Blake Bortles, man. But you love, but you get what I'm saying, I, though, right? I totally, like, get it. I
4: totally get it. Yeah. Like,
2: Jacksonville wasn't trying to build an offense around Blake Bortles. No, no, no. That, that's not what they wanted to do. They were like, oh, he's a Band-Aid, but the Band-Aid is ugh. Yeah, right. it was a nasty Band-Aid. So the Band-Aid, um, Chicago doesn't have a Band-Aid. They got a guy who's going to be their guy. Yeah. And that was when they went up two years ago to to, to, to draft him, and everyone was like, what are they doing? They had a plan for him. They knew exactly what they wanted. And they're executing that
4: plan, and we're seeing that. Yeah. I got to see more from them. I'm Brian Noezy from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Last two teams in the NFC, Rams, Seahawks. Both were double-digit win teams last season. Tough to see them falling off, right? Tough yeah, to see it. Yeah, they. They. I mean,
2: right? the, the Rams... Like we don't know what's up with Todd Gurley,
4: but that defense and I know. Oof. I know it. it's tough to see. So that's my theory is it's easier to see teams improving year to year than it is to see them regressing. And I also think, take it a step further, I think this is why a lot of people bet favorites because you're used to their success. You're like, oh, we see all the upside. We, see, This has worked. They've been successful. I'm going to lay the four points they're going to cover. And a lot of times they don't, right? Like, I think that a lot of people just don't want to look dumb. And you'll look <laughs> dumber if you're like, oh, yeah, the Saints are going to completely fall off. They're going to be 7-9, and nine, and they end up 12-4. and four. You look like an idiot. A lot of people guard against that. Yeah,
2: they do. Nobody wants to be an idiot. I mean, you know. No. Nobody yeah. wants to be an idiot no, I like to chalk it up to optimism, yeah
4: let's bet in favor of positivity and <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're nearing our bold prediction, our annual bold NFL prediction before the season begins. Last year, I was on the defending champion Eagles, missing the playoffs, and man, I was so close. They started off four and six. Need the Vikings to lose at home in Week 17 to backdoor into the playoffs. I was so close, big man. <laughs> Didn't work out. I was way off. Yeah, you had the Niners making the playoffs. Yes, but, you know Jimmy G goes down and it was over. It was after over after that. over. Yeah, so that was a, that was an asterisk one right there. Okay, you know I will give you an asterisk on that. You were hot. You were drunk on the Niners optimism. I I really was. (laughs) I really was. I was hopped up on Mountain Dew. Man, you were hopped up on optimism last year. We'll see if you are this year. Hey, we're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard limitations apply. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, there is no defending the actions of this bozo. I'm Brian E from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every
1: sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
4: I'm Brian No, he's Ephraim Salaam here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. By the way, I was very happy. One of the promos that just played was for The Odd Couple, and I noticed you in the promo, Ephraim. It was very slight, but I noticed it. Having done a show with you for a couple of years now, you just went, mm-hmm. That was it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we got in a promo we here. On Fox finally, Radio. we made it. <laughs> it's you just going. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's it. But we we finally crossed. Finally did it. Yes. They care we about that off us. The list. That's right. We are not forgotten. We are not overlooked. We have the big man in a promo going. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I got a tweet here from Jonathan. He does an awesome job supporting us. And he says, Kyler Murray is like craps. Looks fun and exciting, but up close, it's a disaster of a game. There are a lot of layers here, big man. Craps? I'm more offended he talked trash about craps than Kyler Murray. I don't think Kyler Murray is a disaster. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. I don't think he's going to be a bust. He might not be a superstar. I think he's going to be at least good. But craps, a disaster of a game. How do you feel about that?
2: Um, that's, is, is, I, I I mean, I don't think it's a disaster. I
4: no, think you're it's not a, high I, on craps, I, though, huh? No, I don't like craps. No? No. No.
2: No, I'm not. I've never been a craps guy. I'm a blackjack guy.
4: Blackjack. Blackjack and Wheel of Fortune slots. Hit me. I love that. That's one of the best terms in gambling, though. Hit me. Yeah, hit me. You can say it with some volume, like I just did. You can do kind of like you in the promo. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
2: Hit me. hit me, or you could just do your cards, or your yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah, you just tap. You just index finger. Keep them coming. Yep, hit me. I hit think me. the tap is the best. The tap. Yeah, <laughs> the when you tap. just like, it's, it's the best.
4: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever gone head nod? You know, like kind of like, have your, your done chin go I've upward? I've done them upward. all. <laughs> I've done them all. What's the most random thing you've done to indicate that you want the dealer to give you an extra card? Random thing,
2: probably put my f- my finger up like <laughs> like your number one. you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> I might try that just as an experiment tonight. I'm just gonna do the most random stuff. you know? I'm gonna like twitch my nose at the dealer. And see if he's like, like excuse me, sir, you, do you, need some you some want tissue? a card? Or? <laughs> you can tweet us, too. Hit us up on Twitter, <laughs> at The No Show, at Ephraim Salam. All right, so the actions that cannot be defended. Did you see this with Conor McGregor? This happened all the way back in April in a Dublin bar. There was some sort of disagreement. There was an old guy sitting at the bar looking forward while Conor McGregor was to his left, not within sight. And Conor McGregor clocks this dude in the head. There's no defending the actions of Conor McGregor here. That is so messed up. That is beyond childish. That's reckless. That's, I would say, I don't want to get into a whole ranking here, but we always talk about domestic violence and how big of a deal. You got that in the ballpark of it. It's a notch below. What are you doing hitting an old guy that's not even looking at you? Idiot.
2: I, that type of behavior, I cannot even. Right. I can't. And the media has allowed this clown boy yeah. to walk around, destroy buses, <laughs> right. injure yeah. other fighters, a brawl in an arena, destroying other people's property, get away with sexual assault. Yeah. And and now he's he's punching elderly people because he don't want the crappy whiskey. Crazy. And people are like, Oh, you wouldn't say it to his face. Why wouldn't I? Oh, exactly. He's Come on. Five seven. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah, he's a fighter and all of that. But five seven is five seven.
4: Uh huh. Period. You're betting on six, eight. How many pounds are we talking here? right now 290 Ephraim, 290 you're going to bet on 68290 over and the 57 and if 5, this 7, old
2: ass man <laughs> can take his punch with shoulder issues I'm pretty sure I can take it too right that's right but you it's just t- somebody's got to check him
4: i know like, it man he made all that money now you can't dana can't even talk to him i know he, and the funny thing is you you mentioned it right there too if you go back to some of the antics At UFC, the bus thing, he's throwing the dolly, whatever it was, into the bus. You go back to the water bottle incident. Remember before a fight, he was chucking water bottles? Yes. Dana White actually had it right. Dana White was like, this is obnoxious. This is outrageous. This can't go on. And I remember being like, Dana, tone it down. Good Lord, this helps promote the fight. It's not that big of a deal. And I think that goes into it. I think that a lot of people look at this as entertainment. And it's like, if it sells a fight... If it adds some drama, it's like, ah, whatever. In the grand scheme of things, what does it matter? What matters is the light bulb doesn't go off in his head that you can't do this. This can't go down. And when there are a large portion of people going, hey, man, did you see Kind of That was crazy. Wow. We're embracing it. I think that has an impact. And I'm not saying it's our fault that he acted like a bozo, but I think it's a layer there where he doesn't know that what he's done before has been completely inappropriate. The worst thing
2: that could have happened to Conor McGregor was that Mayweather fight. It's the worst thing because what he got an opportunity to do was spar verbally and learn from a master agitator and, and Floyd Mayweather, right? The showmanship. The only problem is when the fight is over, Floyd isn't still walking around like he's promoting a fight. Yeah, he's right. traveling. He's spending money. He's doing his own thing. He's not going to other boxing matches and throwing stuff at fighters yeah. and busting up their buses and and slapping people in casinos and right like because that's not he just living life after that. Yeah, what happened with Conor McGregor is he bought into his own hype. It made him $100 million, and now he's too big to be checked. Yeah. He wanted to buy in on the the UFC, and Dana White was like, no. (laughs) And so I don't even – is he still in the UFC?
4: Didn't he retire? I mean, he has, but, I mean, that's, you know, how the fight game works. Yeah, but when
2: was the last time Conor McGregor fought?
4: It's been a long time. And he got his – his yep. butt whooped yep. by a real fighter
2: who yep. he crossed the line and talking to. Right. He literally
4: crossed the line and got demolished. Yeah. Oh, Norma Gomedoff is not playing. And, you know, Nate Diaz, who's fighting tonight, got him the first go yeah, around.
2: Yeah, Nate Diaz put them heavy hands on his face.
4: Yeah. But you're right. I mean, this does go back. I think it's interesting, the psychology of it. I have some sound from way back when, when he was promoting the Mayweather fight, and he's just telling the crowd, he's like, on the count of three, yell, F the Mayweathers. (laughs) And then he goes, one, two, three. And then the whole crowd is like, F the Mayweathers. They're celebrating him being an idiot. Right, He's gotten rich off of being an idiot, and you're right. He's the same dude all the time. There isn't this element of, hey, I'm just promoting a fight. I'm going to be this guy for a couple of weeks leading up to it, and then I'm going to be a non-idiot. No, no, he's the same guy the whole time. Yeah, and that's where he doesn't understand what showman
2: means. Right. He's just a douchebag. <laughs>
4: Right, like now that that is promo material right there. Just the way the voice inflection, you know, you brought it out even better the way you said that. It's a difference. It's a difference from
2: being a showman and being a douchebag. Completely, he's real douchey right now. Yeah, and it's unacceptable. He's you cannot go around assaulting people. No, because they don't want. The man was sitting there, and I'm sure he he put the whiskey in front of him. He poured it out. I don't want it. Put it in front of him again. I don't want this. Yeah. And he could have said anything he wanted to say. And the people with Conor McGregor, shame on them. Because they are allowing him to do this. Yeah. And no one is like, yo, bro, check yourself.
4: You know why? Because his behavior has gone unchecked. Yeah. There are a lot of rules in life that should be common sense. One is not punching old dudes who aren't looking. <laughs> like that's, that's pretty common sense right there. But not for Connor, man. You can't defend those actions. We're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score. And checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. All right. Someone who is uh, big in the news, coincidentally, has the same middle name as Steve Martez de Sager. That is one De'Aaron Martez Fox, who just pulled out of Team USA.
6: Crazy. Yeah, US, Crazy. Down to 13 players for the 12-man World Cup basketball roster. You know, over 30 players have withdrawn over the past year. <laughs> Wow! So the team left today to Australia for more practices, three more exhibitions in advance of the World Cup in China. U.S. first game September first. They just played an exhibition in Anaheim last night after a week's training in L.A. U.S. did beat number two Spain, beat Marc Gasol, Ricky Rubio, and the uh, the rest yesterday. So, for those who are expecting the team to like go zero five in pool play or something like that, no, I mean it's no. not our A team, but it's no. not that either. Let's let's just hold off. People. How bad
4: is it for the world? if the U.S. still beats them down. That's right. Did you see the Serbian head coach? I got to get the quote for you, but he was like, I got to get the quote where he was like, the U.S. basically have to say their prayers when going up against Team Serbia or something like that. Well,
6: I'm not the Serbia's bad, but I mean, you haven't done anything, so why are you talking exactly?
4: Yeah, I, exactly. You
6: know, we still have Kemba Walker starting. It's not like there's no talent on the court. There's four Celtics, by the way, out of the 13. Anyway, the final is September 15th in Beijing. It is Greg Popovich's team. He is the head coach, not Coach K anymore for Team USA. NFL News, the Eagles sign quarterback Josh McCown, LHR all-Pro safety. Derwin James will have foot surgery. He'll miss at least three months. Jacksonville activated wide receiver Marquise Lee. And Tampa Bay gave general manager Jason Light a five-year extension. Fox TV will have an exhibition game tomorrow night. Seahawks at Vikings. Five preseason games on this Saturday. Cleveland already won at Indy 21-18. Steelers home game against Kansas City had a weather delay at the start of nearly an hour. So right now, under three minutes to go. Second quarter, it's Pittsburgh 7 nothing in the lead. Jalen Sanders Samuels a touchdown run. He has four carries 26 yards. And among the other games at Tennessee, it's Titans early fourth quarter leading 17-15 against the Patriots. A touchdown pass each for Tennessee quarterbacks Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota. NASCAR's race at Bristol is tonight. Brad Keselowski in the league. Kyle Bush is running second. They're through about 300 of the 500 scheduled laps on the small track. Justin Thomas shot a third round 61 to lead by six strokes in Illinois. And in Major League Baseball, the Yankees beat Cleveland and 6-5 today. Glabor Torres, two solo homers. He has 29 round trippers this year. The Cubs won 2-0 at Pittsburgh. John Lester got the victory, and the Reds are beating the Cardinals 6-1 in the bottom of the eighth, and the Reds have bases loaded two outs looking for more. Crazy game on FS1 right now in D.C. The Nationals are back in the lead, 9-8 over Milwaukee, and it's only bottom of the sixth inning. They're going to the 13th at Tampa Bay. Scoreless. Tigers mm. and Rays 0-0. Zero. (sighs)
4: <sighs> Ephraim is just he's so mad he is not at that <laughs> game oh, right now. 325
6: God. pitches thrown oh, in this God. game. This I is basically just... the equivalent of that bucks Dolphins <laughs> <laughs> exhibition last night, if we might say Fireworks so. Fireworks at the
4: end, Steve DeSager. It was yeah. crazy at the end.
6: Uh, yeah, we actually had some scoring, but it was 6-3 in the fourth with <laughs> players you'd never heard of anyway. So, anyway, seventh inning stretch at Philadelphia. Padres up 5-3 over the Phillies. Bad news for the Phils today. The pitcher, Jake Arrieta will have season-ending elbow surgery. He tried to pitch through the bone spurs. And the Phillies closer this year, a guy they thought they would be, David Robertson, had Tommy John surgery, so he could miss next year as well. The guys are back in 10 seconds. But first, a word from Farmers.
0: At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We
4: are farmers. Bum, bum, bum,
1: bum, bum, bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
6: In Atlanta, the Braves lead the Dodgers and Hyunjin Ryu 4-2 in the bottom of the six. These two teams met in the playoffs last year. They have great records this year. Atlanta 72 and 52. The Dodgers 82 and 42 so far this season. No, and Salam back to you.
4: Thank you, Steve DeSager. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Steve DeSager had an interesting nugget right there. Excuse me, Steve Martez DeSager (laughs) had a very interesting nugget right there. Jason Light, the GM for Tampa... Gets a five-year contract extension. He's been the GM since 2014. Listen to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' uh, wins and losses since 2014: two and fourteen, six and ten. Who they broke out in 2016: nine and seven, followed by five and eleven and five and eleven. That and he's getting a five-year Free contract extension. He brought in Bruce Arians. Man, Bruce Arians got Jason Light paid right there. Yeah, he did. That is crazy to me. Wow. Five year extension. Okay. All right. L- By l- the- listen to this. Yeah, what? Uh, just just
2: hitting on the the Team USA roster. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Harrison Barnes. I know. Jalen Brown. Joe Harris. Mm. Kyle Kuzma. Your
4: boy. Brooke Lopez. By the way, what do you think of Kuz's hair? Ugh. Yeah. Chris say- Middleton. Donovan Mitchell.
2: But those are two really good players right there. Mason Plumley. Okay. Marcus Smart. Hmm. Jason Tatum. Good player. Miles Turner. Kimball Walker. And Kimber's very good. Derek White. Yeah. Now, you have good players on that team, but the whole team isn't full of good players. Yeah. And that's what we usually send. To the Olympics a whole team full of good
4: players all-stars this is we, a complete slap in the face if team USA finds a way to win the whole thing then they're gonna part. have to go back to college kids <laughs>
2: our, our, our team USA team
4: team team USA yeah what, what does team Spain say to itself? what does any team say to itself when you're losing to what did Steve say there's 30 players that have withdrawn or said no to Team yes. USA, and you're losing to these guys. If that happens, I'm like, again, they're not bad players. It's not a bad team in comparison. It's it not sure a good team. Yeah, but if you're losing to that, I I don't know as a coach what you say to your squad. If this was an NBA roster, they would be in the lottery. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Think about that. This team really? would you would, would you have be in the, in the lottery?
4: Would you really? Yes. That's a that's a good team for the NBA lottery. Yes. They couldn't sneak in in the East? No. They <laughs> really no. with Kemba Tatum, they got four
2: Boston Celtics on there. They got four Boston Celtics on there. And what did we just witness from Boston when they had too many guys in one basketball?
4: Exactly. I'm out on I'm out on this one. I'm against you on this one, big man. (laughs) You add, if you add, let me ask you this. Okay, so you take the four Boston Celtics players, right? Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker. And you add a Brooke Lopez who can space the floor. You add Donovan Mitchell. You add Chris Middleton. You add Kuzma. They're not sneaking into the playoffs? No, they're not going to make it. They got a better chance to be a one seed than out of the playoffs. No. Yeah. No. Tweet us. At the no-show, Addie
2: from Salam. What do you think about that? What about the guys who got cut? Bam Adebayo
4: and Thaddeus Young. What must yeah. they feel like? And that's my other question. There's one cut that needs to be made. It's a 12-man roster. If you're the one person getting cut, are you embarrassed about that? Y- what? Yes. Yes. <laughs> by the way here's the quote from the serbian head coach may god help team usa if they face serbia how about that hilarious
2: unbelievably funny
4: just like steve said what have they done what's team serbia ever done may god help team usa they showed kimball walker his reaction he was like (laughs) okay Basically, paraphrasing, that's what it amounted to. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. It's great advice, but will it be followed? I'm Brian Nohizi from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian Nohizi from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. That's some feel good music right there. You know, you get mic on, little disco feel. It sounds kind of disco ish, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you get down with karaoke, ever? Ethan? Yes, you'd be great with karaoke. I do get down with. I'm a showman. You ever sing some Mike? Some no. Mike Jackson? No, no? It's, uh You don't. You can't do that. You, you, you can't, do, can't do that. It's, bar is too high. What's your go-to yeah, it's, it's... karaoke. Uh, I like Purple Rain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a kick out of uh your deliver you've gone like a uh, like a uh, how would I
2: say maybe certain, like a, certain things when you say them you got to change <laughs> the octaves of your voice
4: sort of like uh what it be like an R&B DJ yeah. you know like we're spinning the hits over this here this is DJ E C E yeah yeah like uh on the ones and twos all you ladies out there Little
2: Barry White. Relax. Yeah. And let these tunes soothe your bodies. <laughs> Don, a- you were supposed to put on some Jodeci or something like <laughs> that, right? Come on, man! I'm doing all. I'm doing all of this work, Don. I you, was looking,
1: ar- I was come looking on, around. Come on, I was looking around. I was like, oh, I don't have anything to match. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's funny, man. Okay, so Lamar Jackson. Did you see the touchdown run from Lamar Jackson against the Packers? Yes. Got called Called back back. because of holding, but he jukes a guy completely out of his jockstrap. He hurdles another dude. I mean, it is, it's electrifying what he can do. And I hate to say this, Ephraim, it does. It sounds like crusty white guy quarterback analysis. Let's just call it what it is. And it's really not that. I love when quarterbacks use their athletic ability, extend plays, Puts a real stress on a defense. But Lamar Jackson cannot be taking those shots. He's going to get broken in half eventually. Well, because
2: we can look at history, right? We can look at history and you can look at the biggest of the biggest quarterbacks. was one of the biggest quarterbacks ever to play. Yeah. And he's broken up. Sure. Because he took those shots. You can look at faster, more agile guys than Michael Vick. Yeah. You couldn't catch him. But when you could, Mm. you can't take those shots. No. Right? So you you can't survive in the NFL and and be a a hit cushion. That's right. And in that game, he had a play where he broke free, was headed to the sideline, and decided he tried to split two defenders and Mm. got hit. Like, you can't. I don't have any problem with him using his legs. I don't have any problem with him running. Right. But you have to protect yourself. Gotta. Gotta have more Russell Wilson in you. Do you you know why Russell Wilson is always available? Because he slides. He will not. He can get he can get, he led the team in rushing one year. But his awareness and his self-preservation
4: is bigger than... That extra yard. That's right. Live to fight another down. Unless it is fourth and three in a playoff game, must win scenario, and you got to have that yard, okay. But we all know that situation doesn't happen regularly throughout the course of an entire regular season. So you got to get down. Now, we got some audio here. This is Lamar Jackson after the Ravens played the Packers in the second week of the preseason you have Lamar Jackson talking to Aaron Rodgers after the game. And so Lamar had some high praise for Aaron Rodgers, but listen to what Aaron Rodgers, what his advice to Lamar Jackson was. Check this out.
2: After the game, I seen him, but it was pretty cool. I was like, what's up, GOAT, since I seen him? You know, um, Aaron Rodgers, what's up, GOAT, greatest of all time?
4: You know, there's a lot of GOATs out here, but you know, it's it's Aaron Rodgers, so (laughs) I got to show my respect.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty cool seeing him.
4: Um, He was
6: like, uh, he loved watching me play. Um, He was like, hope I have a great season. Get down. down." I was like, yeah, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, I understand.
4: I love that advice from Aaron Rodgers. Get down. Get down. We love love it. And he was right.
2: We love watching him. Yes. It's electrifying. It is. But Aaron Rodgers knows you cannot survive that at quarterback. You don't even have the right type of pads to absorb hits. Mm. Right? People don't really understand that. They don't realize that. Quarterbacks are playing with Pop Warner pads, pretty much. You don't have the right equipment on to absorb those. Quarterbacks ain't out there, and they're not out there in running back pads. No. So, those little hits that don't look like much the shoulder, the arm. Yeah. If you get hit in a helmet, if you get hit in the arm with a helmet, as a quarterback, it's going to affect the way you throw the ball. It does, and your ability to hold the ball.
4: Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I tore my ACL one time, Ephraim, and like I was just like screwing around playing football with friends and just throwing the ball after surgery, and I'd be like, I'd throw a ball and be like, yeah, that's right on the money. It would sail, and I'm like, what in the world, like. It's a whole thing. When you've got either a major injury you're recovering from, you've got some minor bumps, bruises, it's a whole deal. It does impact your accuracy big time. So if you take this significant hit and you twist a knee, you twist an ankle, your shoulder's aching, you're right. Like You have to compensate for that. And sometimes you just can't. You can't be accurate when you're dealing with something like that. Yeah, It, it affects everything.
2: When you're dealing with issues, ribs, shoulder, arm, hand it it affects your approach to the next past yeah To the next pass and or the next play
4: yeah man if <laughs> for anybody hopefully he does because i want to see him upright he's an electrifying player i just want to see him, him slide more you know just don't take that punishment because i want him i want him to be healthy i think it's good for the nfl um but for aaron Rodgers to be like dude you uh you need to get down, really. <laughs> I mean, hopefully he'll he'll listen to that because I want to see him do what he does. You got to find that middle ground. You got to find that middle ground of doing what makes you great, which is running, extending plays, but not letting it kill you. Not let it get you on the sideline injured. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. This guy is perfect for a tough situation. I'm Brian no, he's he from Salam. Keep it here. You know, big man, I'm just perusing the preseason NFL lines. I'm here in Vegas with the lovely Christina. How about Sunday night football tomorrow? That's enough time for me to run over my, to my sports book of choice here in Vegas. What do you think? Seahawks at the Vikings. Vikings minus three. Where should I throw all my Scooby snacks down? What do you think?
2: I would put them on Seahawks.
4: You take the three. Yeah, I take the three. I love it. I thought you were going to be like, no, you should call a 1-800 number. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Some, ga- some preseason gambling advice from the big man. You know what? Just based on principle. Just based on principle, I'm going to have to put something. It might be $10. bucks. i am putting on the Seahawks plus three. There it is. Take it to the bank. So says Mr. Ephraim Salam. I love that. Boom. Boom. I get half. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. Sounds good. We'll do I'll split it with you. The lovely Christina and I are trying to make our way to LA in the not too distant future. Um, so yeah, if the Seahawks, if it cashes, I'll have your, uh, I'll have your money for your, uh, sage advice ready. I'll definitely have that. Okay. So I think this guy is perfect for a tough situation. I think that's Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray. He looked bad in the preseason against the Raiders. Had a took a couple of sacks, a safety, right? Like some overthrows. It didn't look good at all. But after the game, he was not out of sorts. Listen to what he said after the game. We didn't look as good as we would like to look, but it's a preseason. This is why it's a preseason. You know, it's just tough because you know it's not we're not playing a whole game, and it, it's it's I don't want to say it's not real, but it's just you know it's not the regular season we're doing. So that's why it's it's kind of it, it gets frustrating, but at the same time, you know it's preseason, so. To me, Ephraim, and you can attest to this, being in NFL locker rooms for 13 seasons, I think leadership isn't just about production. It's about setting the right tone. And if you look at Kyler Murray, he's a guy that's going to set the right tone for Arizona. They're going to struggle. Their offensive line is going to be bad. I don't see him losing his head. I don't see him like adding to the drama creating more chaos, losing his mind. Remember the movie Dumb and Dumber where Jim Carrey is like, our pets heads are falling off. You know, just, <laughs> just if you're around someone who's just high strung and like type A and we got to get this fixed, guys. And that can be the worst thing for a locker room if we're talking about offense, which is all about rhythm and establishing chemistry. You don't need your young up-and-coming rookie quarterback to lose his mind. You need someone who is even keel. Hey, guys, let's not panic. We're going to figure this out. I think Kyler Murray's that guy. Which they need.
2: They need that they're given the history. They need someone no matter what is going on because there's going to be some terrible things that happen in games this year. It's going to be some (laughs) – it it, it really is. It's going to be some looks that break down. It's going to be – Interceptions or fumbles, you need someone who is not going to overreact and cause more hysteria and panic. Yes. Because if you look at the greats, right, Tom Brady, we we love to see him get fired up. And guys respond to that because he's so even-keeled most of the time. But when you're not doing what you're supposed to do, he'll get on your ass. That's right. And... When you see, you know, Peyton Manning was the same way, right? Drew Brees. It's a level of you feel like nothing can happen in the game that's too big for them to handle. And and as a player, especially as an offensive player, that's, reassured, that's reassuring and comforting to know nothing. Like I said, we've scored 28 points in the fourth quarter before. You know how buttoned up you got to be to do that?
4: Yeah. Oh, absolutely you do. And the other part of this is if Tom Brady gets in the face of someone who isn't getting it done, Tom Brady's got jewelry. You know what I mean? Like, This is a rookie quarterback in Kyler Murray. If his left tackle has an Olay block, if his right tackle allows a sack and Kyler Murray just loses his mind, you have the dynamic for the offensive line to be like, what have you done exactly in this league? I know you won the Heisman, number one overall pick. Hey, so was Jamarcus Russell, and he sucked in the league. You've got (laughs) every dynamic right there for it to get further off track. And I don't think Kyler Murray is going to be a guy to get Arizona further off track. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think
2: uh I think it'll be a rough season for him this I year. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are limits to what Kyler Murray can do right now in that offense, which he's familiar with. I just don't know if they have the right pieces for that offense yet. And so He's gonna have to improvise. He's going to have to create, and the last thing you will want is him to put himself in harm's way trying to do too much. And that's the type of offense. And you know, just watching them, the the offensive line, and you know, if David Johnson gonna be is, it, is he gonna be the guy
4: we knew two years ago? Yeah, and I think it's another reminder that football isn't the same as fantasy football, right? Like the offensive line kind of (laughs) matters. It's not just about your skill position, guys. It's not only that. Look at Arizona. Arizona's got some good skill position players. David Johnson is amazing. Larry Fitzgerald still at this age still has something left in the tank. They've got some young guns. Christian Kirk, Andy Isabella is a burner. Could be a good slot receiver for Arizona. They've got some guys to, to work with. Their offensive line is bad. It's the same thing to keep in mind with the Browns. Browns got skill position players galore. Their offensive line, with Greg Robinson, Chris Hubbard at tackle, they don't have a good offensive line. They have bad depth, and that can come back to bite them. So it's it's not just about your skill, guys. It's about the big uglies up front. And I think
2: people realize that more so now than ever because it's all about the quarterbacks now. And you see these young guys coming to the league, and they getting they're getting assaulted, and it's just like yeah, right. Well, we, look at Deshaun Watson. It's like they yeah. got to do something about the offensive line. <laughs> but most fans are caught up in a fantasy football world, right? Which uh, offensive lines don't exist,
4: so they're not really even looking at that. We should start our own league, only offensive lineman fantasy football. What do you think? No. no. <laughs> but, but I do think you can add that. You you can pick a team's
2: offensive line, and if they don't give up any sacks or if they have this many rushing
4: yards or, you know, stuff like that, you can put it in. They're just too lazy to, to build out the algorithm. I wish we had more stats, seriously, for offensive linemen. Because, really, all we have is how many sacks did the dude give up. Right, and pancake blocks. Nobody pancakes right. anybody anymore. I mean, right, right, yeah. Pancakes and sacks given up. That's it. It's like, really? It's hard all we to get? pancake somebody in a two-point stance. I think they would get more love, really, because it's such a stats-driven like uh, mindset these days from fans. If you had some more stats to just throw out there to show, to indicate how great this particular offensive lineman is, I think they'd be talked about a lot more. Yeah, but it's, it's you know, we're the
2: unsung heroes.
4: Yeah, We do the job.
2: And going about our business,
4: right? It really is the that fact way. that
2: I'm an I'm an offensive lineman, and I've been in media as long as I have been, is miraculous. <laughs> <laughs> because when I started, what 15 years ago, there was no lane for an offensive lineman to do anything nationally, let alone locally. Yeah. But you know, I was just like, look, I'm, look, there's our guy Blake Bortles, starting <laughs> for the Rams in Hawaii. <laughs> This guy,
4: <laughs> I just love that Blake Bortles is your piñata. I just love it. I think that's great, and for good reason. We get it. Like Blake Bortles is not exactly uh, setting the NFL quarterback world on fire. I just love how much Blake Bortles gets under your skin.
2: It's just because they tried to
4: create.
2: They tried to create uh a, a quarterback.
4: He's made a bunch of money. A bunch of money. Yeah, he has. He has. Hey, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. I'm Brian No, He's he from Salam. Hey, we got to touch on this with Josh Gordon, Patriots wide receiver. He's been reinstated. It's on a conditional basis. He violated the terms of his reinstatement last season. And so he missed the tail end of the season for the Patriots, missed the playoffs, missed the Super Bowl, but he's been reinstated in a couple of things to me from You hear this a lot with the Patriots like, oh, they wouldn't put up with that. They they wouldn't put up with that drama. If you look at Josh Gordon, he's gotten a handful of chances with the Patriots, and they've put up with it. And it might benefit them this year, if not the entire season, a good portion as long as he's active. He's only making $2 million. So they showed a lot of patience with this guy. And for all this talk about, oh, the Patriots, they just get rid of that guy willy-nilly. like They showed a lot of patience with Josh Gordon. They did, and that's impressive. Because
2: most teams are usually, they just move on. And obviously this young man, as we know, physically has something special. Yes um, you normally don't get this many opportunities to fix yourself in professional sports, and all I could say is i hope i I, I hope he's answered the demons yeah and is able to grow and move on with or without football
4: totally totally yeah i I just yeah, I don't want him to take money out of his own pocket. And I'm I'm pulling for the guy. I hope he he works out. And really, the thing is with the Patriots, the, the cold, hard truth is they're trusting someone who can't be trusted right now. And they're hoping for the best. They're hoping that he figures it out and that he doesn't have a relapse or make a bad decision. And look, man, the struggles of addiction are real. And I root for him, man. I don't want him to make a bad choice and uh, and really regret it down the road. Because the choices he's made, I mean, think about that. Think about some of the stuff he's missed out on already. He missed the playoffs. He missed the Super Bowl. He could have a ring right now. He could have had a starring role against the Rams in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he would have been amazing. Yeah. I hope it works out. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, we're going to play a game of too rich for my blood. We'll explain. I'm Brian he from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio where you would say, okay, I'm comfortable with it. And then where do we get to that line where you say, too rich for my blood? Can't do it, right? So what we're going to do, we're going to go incrementally up from $25 million per year to find out where that line is, where you say, that's as far as I can go. And what that figure is where you say, too rich for my blood. Okay? All right. So here we go. We'll start with $25 million a year. All you have to say is I'm cool with it. Or you simply say too rich for my blood. What do you think? 25 million a year. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it too. All right, we go up a little bit more. 26 million. I'm cool with it. I'm cool too. 27? I'm cool with it. I'm starting to to grip my teeth, but I'm I'm, I'm cool with it. 28 million. Nah. Too,
2: too rich, rich for, for my your blood.
4: blood. Yep. Too rich for your blood. Wow, okay. I am actually, I can't believe this. I am reluctantly teeth firmly grooted. That's the same amount of money as Kirk Cousins annually, 28 million. Knowing how it goes, negotiations, you get a a bigger price tag as the years go by. This is two years after he inked that deal, Kirk Cousins. I, I would, I would give 28 mil. That's as far as I can go. Anything above 28 mil, too rich for my blood. Yep.
2: This talk about <laughs> 40 million a year? 40? Come on, man. Come on,
4: Million. Brother. Now per if he
2: if he was the NFL MVP and he had gotten the team to the Super Bowl and he had a passing rating an average of 110
4: a year. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. That's not what we're saying here. That's not what we're saying. No. Wow, man. That's that blows my mind for everything that we've been talking about with Dak Prescott. <laughs> and I've been the guys that I'm not paying him elite money. And I went higher. I went higher than you, big man. That's crazy. Wow. Complete 180 for us here. 27 mil a year. That's as far as you're going. I get it. I get it. So if he's like, nope, not budging. Got to be 30 at least. You're like, well, yeah, that's just not going to happen. So we're going to play out the final year of your deal. We might franchise tag you for a season, but we're going to look to the draft. That would be the way you would go about it, right? Yep. That's the way I'm going about it, too. Wow, crazy.
2: Put it on the list. But I, So after the franchise tag, then see the problem with that is he can play himself into that, and you don't want that. Right so he can play himself into 35 million a year. In 2 years he can play himself into that. And you don't want that to happen. Yeah. Right? So you try to address the situation while you can. Because what you don't want to do is look in the draft and start over.
4: I mean, I I look at it where you got to make this deci- decision right now you know, with this game, too rich for my blood. You've got to make the call right here, right now. 28 a year. Let's make it happen. Right. And you're projecting, hey, what's he going to do this season? And what is basically the proper price tag? You know, something that you you should be paying this guy, knowing what the market bears and what it dictates. Are the chances better than not that Dak Prescott's going to have such a good season? were teams around the league that need a quarterback to be lining up willing to pay him 35 million per I don't think so. <sighs> That's a chance I don't want to take though. Well, if you don't want to take that chance of paying 35 mil per year, you might have to pay north of what you're comfortable spending in 27 mil a year, you know? Yeah, but how much more though? <laughs> that's the that's the whole thing. Yeah, how much more? Right, well, we're talking thirty plus, thirty two plus. He's got at least his eyes on Carson Wentz. He's I'm, like, look at my numbers compared to Carson Wentz. Look at my injury history compared to Carson Wentz. And he has a
2: va- a, a a valid argument. Yeah, in in all those cases, Dak Prescott has been available. And he's gotten his team to the playoffs twice. And he's young. He's getting better. Or he has the potential to get better. So, I mean, the money's there. You got to pay the quarterback. I mean, that's a that's a given in this league. You don't roll the dice with quarterbacks. Any other position, you'll trade in an Antonio Brown. Right? You'll, right. you'll trade in Amari Cooper. You'll let your running back go, but you don't play games with quarterbacks. You can't survive as a franchise playing quarterback roulette. <laughs> Ask the Browns. Yeah, you can't do it. Well, and you, I also do you hear think- any? Do you hear any rumblings in Tennessee about them getting rid of getting rid of Mariota? No, is he the greatest quarterback? No.
4: You should hear lots of rumblings as far as that goes. But you know?
2: it's none because they understand, okay,
4: we let him go. Where do we go? Well, I also think this. I think that Dak Prescott is comparable to Alex Smith. Before anybody rolls their eyes, and oh, Alex Smith was a hack. Alex Smith led the league in passer rating. Alex you know, he Smith had is some good. success. He had some real success with the Chiefs. And the Chiefs said, you know what? We're not spending elite dollars on someone who's just good. We're going to try to do better than that. And I think that's the other part. It it could be just as scary. It's in the ballpark of not having a quarterback is paying a quarterback whose ceiling is good paying that guy elite money. Because that hamstrings you and that hurts the rest of your roster, what you're able to do. Alex
2: Smith made good money. He did. He didn't make elite money, though. He made good money. You know, he's made in 14 seasons. You ready for this?
4: $146 million. <laughs> he made good money but he was never pl- paid elite money he even made 146 chiefs. million
2: dollars even At with the, the chiefs
4: well and that was he was a number 1 overall pick and that was well before the rookie
2: wage scale if he plays out his current contract if he's able to come back and plays through 2022 his final earnings will be $217 million. <laughs> Don't talk to me about not elite money, oh, okay?
4: Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold the phone there, big man. He never made among the league leaders with the Chiefs, he wasn't getting paid like just cash
2: hundred and forty six million dollars I and this you is way back right in here. and this is way back he started in
4: oh five that's what I'm telling you this is before the rookie wage scale he was getting he was making bank from the get-go but not with the Kansas City chiefs he wasn't making huge money with the chiefs
2: no no Good he money. made he made eight and a half million the first year eight eight eighteen mil- million million yeah he made eight, eight and a half million the yeah. first year
4: he made nineteen million the second year. Okay, here's the here's his contract with the Chiefs. I think this might be his most current deal, but he's four years, ninety-four million dollars, four ninety-four. Like four years for Dak Prescott, he's wanting a hundred and sixty. He's wanting way more than ninety-four. Yeah, because million. the times have changed now. Right, that's not even twenty-five million per year, but that's the same deal Alex Smith is still on.
2: One hundred and forty-six million dollars to be a pretty good quarterback. <laughs> well, th-
4: but that's the thing, man. He's not making on this current deal north of $25 mil a year. I get it, but right. if Alex Smith would have came into the NFL two years ago, guess what? Guess what? No. What? No. 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 He's not making elite money. He's not making thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-five. The Chiefs looked at him. They said, "You're good." You're not elite. We're not paying you elite money. We're going to go back into the draft. We're going to trade up. We're going to try to get one of these prospects. And they, they hit a grand slam with Patrick Mahomes. But think where that franchise would be if they were paying Alex Smith elite money. And let's say he never got hurt and just stayed with the Chiefs the whole time. It'd be a good team. They wouldn't be nearly as dynamic as they are right now. I'll tell you what.
2: I'll take Alex Smith, who you know is not going to turn the ball over who you know is going to live around 73% completion uh, rate, Uh I'll take him over a lot of quarterbacks. And you're going to be good, but you're not going to be great. Now that's personnel, right? That's, okay, what do we do to take it to the next level? Yeah. Right? what? What do we do? Who do we put with him? Right? Do we go all out on an all-world running back? Do we get an all-world receiver? Or do we just have the best defense on the planet
4: Earth and let Alex take us to the promised land? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think let's do that next because you're going to have to ask yourself those same questions if you're paying Dak Prescott elite money. Because you're going to feel that somewhere on the roster. You can't re-sign everybody. We're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com. Limitations apply. We throw it now to the great Steve Richard DeSager, same middle name as Sam Richard Darnold. How about that?
6: a little more normal on the uh, this middle name. Yeah, yeah, I'm Sam Richard Darnold. How you know, about there's that? There's a first name out there with the Reds have a guy, a Cuban I believe. His name is Aristides Aquino. First name Aristides and he keeps getting in the news cuz 10 homers in his last eight games. He's only played 17 career games. Yeah. And he's just powering out of the park and hitting almost 350. And yes, he homered against the Cardinals tonight, and Cincinnati wins 6 1. And the Cubs won today 2 0 at Pittsburgh. And the crazy ball game in D.C. on FS1 got crazier as the Nationals, boy, you think your team has a bad bullpen. The Nationals' closer has just allowed three homers in the ninth, and the Brewers have taken the lead 12 11 over the Nats still batting. They finally change pitchers in the top of the ninth inning. Washington, which could be hosting the wildcard game this year. They're in position to do just that right now. Their bullpen ERA is six this year. The worst in the National League. And now they're down 12-11 to the Brewers in the ninth. Wow. Ninth inning in Atlanta. Braves up 4-3 over the Dodgers. They got runs off starter Hyunjin Ryu. Twins are winning again. 9-6 at Texas in the top of the fifth. Earlier, it was uh, Yankees over Cleveland, 6-5. In Seattle and Oakland each got wins. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Blake Bortles and the Rams are down 7 nothing in Hawaii to the Cowboys in tonight's <laughs> NFL exhibition there. Daryl Henderson, rookie running back, is in the backfield Loves this first quarter I see for the Rams. There are five exhibitions including this, the late game. Cleveland won today at Indy 21-18. There's back an hour weather delay at the start in pittsburgh it's 7-7 steelers and chiefs late third quarter late in the third texans up 20 to 16 on the lions and uh my goodness really it's the news we should be getting to because josh mccown is back in the nfl with guaranteed money. A guy who had been retired signs with the Philadelphia Eagles today. Phillies lost two backup quarterbacks to injuries in the preseason. To make room, Philadelphia has waived wide receiver Braxton Miller. L.A. Chargers All-Pro safety Derwin James will have foot surgery. Sacramento's De'Aaron Fox withdrew from USA Basketball in advance of the World Cup in China. Justin Thomas shot a third round 61 to lead by six strokes in Illinois. NASCAR's night race is this evening in Bristol and they have under 25 Five laps to go now. Matt Benedetto has the lead over Denny Hamlin. The guys are back in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers.
0: At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers.
4: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
1: Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
6: And guys, amidst all these scores of NFL preseason football, they, we do have the final in from that long-awaited Detroit Tigers, Tampa Bay Rays game. <laughs> Scoreless through twelve innings. The final score is Rays one-nothing <laughs> in thirteen. Oh. Oh. You know, the Detroit Tigers are the worst team in the majors. They're thirty-seven and eighty-three now. And the Tigers' offense in today's game went three for 41 oh at the God. plate. They struck out 24 times and didn't walk once. Apparently, it's the first time in the last century that a team had that many strikeouts in a game for its pitching staff without issuing a single walk. Back to you.
4: Good stuff, Steve Desager. <sighs> you know, what was the Reds pitcher, the eclectic name? Oh, Aristides? the
6: hitter. yes. What,
4: yeah, the, the hitter. Sorry. What, what's his first name? Aristides. Aristides. Yeah, some would argue it's not as memorable as Dick Darnold, right? (laughs) Sam Richard Darnold. How about that? That's a great way to remember his middle name. I don't think you're ever going to forget that. No, cannot. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Okay, if we look at the Cowboys, I want to use the Lakers for a second while we're talking Cowboys. If you look at Anthony Davis, who waived his four million dollar trade kicker, that allowed them to sign Boogie Cousins. He sadly went down with the torn ACL. Get it back. Horrible. Three point five million though. That's a big time signing. I think it's a big loss with Boogie going down. Huge. But they they wouldn't have had that money if Anthony Davis didn't waive that trade kicker, you know what I mean? So if I look at Dak Prescott, if Dak Prescott's trying to get every last cent and the Cowboys give it to him, let's say they give him 32, 33 plus million. You're going to feel that on the roster. You start going through it. There are guys like Randall Cobb, 4.5 million. Well, you can't have him. Jason Witten, 4.25 million this year. That type of play, can't have him going forward. Some of the rookies that are still on their rookie deals that you're going to look to extend, they might not break the bank, but you'd like to keep them around. Guys like Mal- Michael Gallup, the wide receiver, Malik uh, Collins, your defensive tackle, you can't have him. You can't have Anthony Brown, good nickel cornerback, like stuff like that. I don't want to get in a position where you're paying Dak more than you should and you have to feel it at multiple spots on the roster. That's what they'd be in the business in the thing that's
2: a little confusing and and, and, and I guess troublesome for the Cowboys is he's not on a first round rookie deal. So this is coming a whole year earlier. Right. So. Right,
4: right, no, right. He doesn't have that. He fifth doesn't year. have the fifth right. year. Yeah.
2: Right. Which is why you can't negotiate with Ezekiel Elliott right now. Cause we have you for two more years. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense for us whether we can do it now or not. But Dak Prescott will be a free agent. <laughs> a quarterback free agent. A quarterback free agent. You, you can play around. Game. It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. You can't... That You don't want to mess around with that as a as as a as a franchise, right? Cuz it's so hard to find a guy that fits your franchise at the quarterback position. So it's so hard it's so hard to find a guy that you can plug in and have success from day 1. And if you have one, you can't play these okay, we're going to see games. Right? Now if you want to franchise tag them next year, then franchise tag them That's fine. You want to pay some other people and not him, that's fine. But what you don't want to do as Jason Garrett is get yourself in a situation where you don't have any options at quarterback. Draft or free agent wise. And then now you got you got boo boo on your face.
5: <laughs> because <laughs> you in two years. Your
2: face. <laughs> in two years you got your running back and you got your receiver but you don't have anybody to hand them off the ball or throw the ball to them, where are you going
4: to be? I go, I'm not going to overextend myself and give a monster contract extension based out of desperation and fear. It's not desperation. It's market value. What is, like, you got to have a quarterback. You're desperate for a quarterback. And the fear of, what if we don't have someone as good as Dak? Okay, let's give him $33 million. Well, no, like, it's no. not the
2: fear. It's like you're looking. You can tell. You're watching. You see the prospects. It's not a secret, right? It's not a secret of what's coming down the pipe for quarterbacks. That's right. And the information is guys. out there.
4: Yeah. Now, got three top guys: Tuatungavailoa, look at Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm from Georgia. If you look at the Chiefs, the Chiefs moved up from 27th overall, leapfrogged all the way up to get Patrick Mahomes. 10th overall. And that's the thing. The uncertainty in finding
2: a guy, locking in on him and then being in a position to get him. Mhm. We don't know what that looks like.
4: But it can be done.
2: Oh, it, it, it can times. definitely be done, but what are you giving up to get
4: that done? Well, you going to have to give up a lot of draft picks. Look at what the Rams gave up to get Jared Goff. Look at what the Eagles gave up to get Carson Wentz. They didn't have to go as far. They went and, and from the, like eight to two, something like that. But, and, uh, and then you have to ask yourself, okay,
2: this guy comes in. Does he fit into our system? Does it, Does this system work for him? I mean, and are you are you willing to go through all of that, all of that yeah, what yep, ifs? Yep. Because you can find another running back. We know that. Uh-huh. We we know you can. You can get a young receiver. You can you can fall into one of those guys. But very few people fall into quarterbacks.
4: Well, I think the what ifs work both ways. Like what if we signed Dak Prescott to 32 plus million? It's like, how good are we gonna be if we can't sign this dude and that dude, dude? and we gotta skimp over here? what's dude? I just gave you a bunch of. I mean, because they could sign Ezekiel Elliott. They can. Well, it's not like he's gonna take your entire cap. No, he's not. Because
2: what what he doesn't understand is, and maybe he does. That's why he's holding out. Is the market value for running backs going down again? Look at Le'Veon Bell. Look what Todd Gurley got. Look what Le'Veon Bell got. It's it's on a downward. You got to be spectacular,
4: right? I'm not, the, pi- I'm not overextending myself for Dak Prescott.
2: Lead the league in rushing, and then we could talk about your contract. Lead the uh-huh. league in rushing again. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll talk. We got two what, years left. You making twenty five million dollars? What's Dak led the league in? What's he led the league in? Uh-huh. Wasn't he
4: uh offensive player of the year, or rookie of the year, MVP? I, you know what? I it was between. I think that got it right. Did he get it over Zeke? Yeah, both of those I, guys. I, I mean, one it. was a uh, that's an award. That's uh, rookie not, of the
2: year. Yeah. But I'm, I'm but I'm saying though, that's how you build. You start there and you build up. He's not going backwards.
4: Man, I am going to the draft. I am following the Chiefs no, model. Doing that. I'm not going. There's not over a lot of Patrick Mahomes out there, brother. I'm not paying. I might not find Patrick Mahomes, hey, but well, I'm not then paying what you're looking for. What you looking Alex for then? Smith. I'm looking for. At least as good as Dak Prescott, where I don't have to pay a boatload to the guy. I'm looking for better than Dak Prescott. So Dak Prescott was rookie
2: of the year, Uh right? Not Carson Wentz. Dak Prescott was. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, Carson Wentz. Not Ezekiel Elliott. I I get it. Uh One's healthy,
4: one's not. That's Uh the music. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. That's the music. That's our cue. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, we got action. And we also got no action. We'll explain. I'm Brian Noezy from Salam. This is Fox Sports Radio.
0: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
5: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.
4: I'm Brian. No, he's e from Salaam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Top of the hour, Arnie Spanier, Aaron Torres. Give them a listen. They do a great job. Yes, they right. do. That's right. Do you, do you talk to Aaron Torres when he comes into the studio when you're leaving? Still yeah, not. You yes. still ghosting him? Or are you uh, still? You say hi now. It's my guy. Okay. Last time I asked you, you were like, "Nope, I just I bounce. I'm out of here. No time to chit chat. Gone." Take my number 74 headphones. I'm out.
2: Personalized
4: headphones. Personalized headphones. I love that. All right, so we got action, and we got no action. So the action we have here, I'm in Vegas with the lovely Christina. Got a tweet here. Ephraim, you told me to take the three points. Take the Seahawks plus three. Sunday night preseason action tomorrow evening. Isaac checks in and says, the Vikings on Twitter, at the no-show, at Eve from Salam. The Vikings are preseason warriors with a very deep D-line, and Kyle Sloter is unreal in the preseason. Zimmer is 14-7 and seven against the spread in the preseason. Take the Vikings. What do you think about that?
2: Trust me, young better one.
4: <laughs> Take the three points from the Seahawks. the three points. Take the 12s. Okay. Take and how about the- this? We got no action, no Le'Veon Bell in the preseason. Jets running back. Here is Jets head coach Adam Gase talking about it.
1: He's played a lot of football, and I like where he's at right now. I love how he's working. You know, if I feel like there's a need to play him next week, we will. If he has a good week of practice and we, we feel like it's it's not worth it for us to, to get him out there, then we won't.
4: It's totally fine. He hasn't gotten how to run the football even he, though he held out all last season. I would like to get him three carries. You'd like three carries? I'd like to give him at least a series. <laughs> you know what? I initially thought that, and then I'm like, how much good would it really do?
2: Well, I, the only reason is because he hasn't carried a football yeah. in a year. Over a year. It's been a long time. It's been a while. So the the first time he carries the football for real, I don't want the contact to jar him. Not saying that he'd be jarred by that or anything right. like that, but the fact of the matter is, there's a reason why people practice. There's a reason why there is preseason. You got to set your pads. You got to get comfortable. So on and so forth. So just taking that contact, you always hear quarterbacks. Oh, that's not real until I get that first
4: hit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What do you think it is, for You got some. You got some live drills and training. Not camp, really. Right? Not like that. Nah. You got some joint nah, practices. It's it's not.
2: It's not like that. You want three carries. It's called thud. It's called thud. thud. You thud, thud them up. Yep. Thud them. Thud them up is not tackling and <laughs> seven people diving at your throat jarring the ball out of your hands.
4: Yeah. It's not the same thing. All right. You want three carries. I'm team. No carries. I'm okay with it. How about this? We had a different point of view when it comes to team USA, how they would fare in the NBA. Ephraim, you say it wouldn't be a playoff team. Here's Brandon on Twitter at the no show at he Salam team. USA is a championship squad in the NBA. Mitchell Kemba coos, Turner, Tatum, Brown, Fox and Middleton would beat any squad. What do you say to that? False. No action. No? They
2: barely beat Spain. They barely beat Spain. They would absolutely make the playoffs? They barely beat Spain. Do you remember when the MB, when what when the World Championship team were beating teams by 89? Well, yeah, dream team. Right, where it was 72 point victory. <laughs> you do you won by 9? Don't (laughs) listen. We're not going to roll out the carpet. You won by nine against Spain.
4: Great Al Davis. That said just win baby. Right. Come on. Nine points. They got enough talent. They'd be a playoff team. I think they'd challenge for a one seed. I'm with Brandon.
1: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh, baby, mama's
3: bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs)